This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermeerver, and today we're in episode 223, and we're going to be looking at online classes and neurodiversity, building independence and social skills at home. Quite a mouthful, Um, but I have a past guest who's returning to talk to us on this topic. Welcome, Lindsay Levisca. Hey there, Meryl. Thank you so much for having me. So if you didn't listen to Lindsay before, um, she was on episodes 125 and 126. She had so much to say so that, for, that for the first time ever, we had to split it into two. And she came and spoke to how to modify online curriculum for special needs students. But as I was just saying, we we're chatting before we started. Honestly, it's just how to make online curriculum work for your child is possibly would have been even better because there are tips in there that will work for any family. And I have sent so many of our online students, parents to listen to those two episodes because it really will help your child uh, to get the most out of online curriculum. So, Lindsay, before we get into today's topic, do you want to just tell our audience briefly about yourself again and where they can find you online? Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, my name is Lindsay LaVisca, and I am a mom and former, well, I am an educator, but I do have my master's in teaching, but I ended up homeschooling my, my kids. Um, we've done it all the way through. I've got graduating one next year, so I can't believe that. 17, 13, and 9. We adopted a little boy a long, long time ago. He was a baby, and he entered our world and just radically changed our world and really... Um, helped me enter into the world of neurodiversity and understanding that there is so much behind behavior and learning. And so I created a heart for all students to support moms raising and homeschooling neurodivergent children, children with autism, um, ADHD and dyslexia and anybody who just thinks differently and uh, learns differently. So it's a blessing to have a heart for all students. So I will have links to Lindsay's website and she also, by the way, has a podcast that is not not currently recording new episodes, but there are lots of old ones out there and it's also called Heartful Students. So you can go and listen to that. Um, And I'll have links to to her website that you can find um, on the show notes, which is homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So go and have a look there and you can follow her on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest as well. All right, let's dive into our topic. So um, I I can't remember why we came up with this topic, but somewhere you posted something because I, I do follow Lindsay uh, about online classes and neurodiversity. And mm-hmm. so she's going to come and share sh- with us. We're going to sort of look into the topic. So the first question is, why do you suggest that for neurodiverse students that online or digital classes can be a good thing? Well, I think that online and digital classes can be a great thing for neurodivergent children, um, particularly if they have difficulties relationally with their parents learning from their parents. So I don't mean that in a relationship like the relationship is poor, 
But a lot of times when you are raising a neurodivergent child, that child, particularly if they've come from the public school uh, or other situations where they've been in an environment that is not set up for them, which is like 99.9% of the world, these kids have to receive all these messages all the time that they are not good enough, that they, they, they do this wrong, they do that wrong. And they have a lot of emotional and mental weights on them. And as a parent, your job is to help them with everything. And so as a parent of a neurodivergent child, you might be correcting all sorts of types of behaviors. And sometimes that can create a really stressful dynamic between you. And so when you're getting to a place in your homeschool where teaching your child something that's really hard for the child can just automatically create tension and anxiety, which is, I hear about it every single day. Sometimes taking yourself out of the equation can be the best thing you could ever do for that child. Um, so as far as online classes, there's a variety of classes available. I mean, you and I could talk about, so for example, uh, we could talk about live classes, okay? Because I know you were going to ask me about mm -hmm. you know, asynchronous versus synchronous classes. So there's, again, there's a multitude of reasons why you would choose an online class, but sometimes you need another voice to speak into a lesson. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your child needs to have that independence from you and to feel a sense of agency that I can do this. And so by giving them the space to learn from somebody else, to uh, just process information on their own uh, can be incredibly helpful for them. Uh, so again, there's lots of different types of online classes you could choose, but that's one main reason that I find very important, especially with parents raising autistic children and children with ADHD that might struggle with emotional regulation, which is an executive functioning skill that a lot of these children struggle with. So that's one of the main reasons I would recommend it. Plus. The interesting thing is that here again, it applies to other children too. So I found that it was just that any subject that I was sort of, you know, hitting heads with my kids was yeah. easier to outsource to someone else. And I actually did most of mine at home. And yes, but it was still just having that break and finding, um, I remember writing was one of the things I'm, I'm an English major. So it made yes. much more sense for me to teach that. Yeah. However, my kids didn't like to listen to what I said. And so I was actually using like an online thing called my access that Sunlight had recommended. And okay. it's now, it's now only like in schools and I, I used it for years, but you, they put prompts, the kids wrote it and it gave you AI feedback. It was sort of wow. one of the first real AI tools out there. Wow. And that way they kept trying to like sort of get up to an A, but they would come to me and I would help them kind of yes. beat the machine. Yes. And suddenly I was an ally instead of the one that they were fighting with. So Amen to that. That's perfect. That, I, I love totally that. I totally understand what you're saying. Yes. Being the ally. And, and I, I can't agree with you more. Um, to your point, I think you had asked me at one point about, you know, how much support are we supposed to you're be right. giving these kids? I am all about utilizing online curriculum, whether it's a live class or whether it's like a, you and I've spoken about like CTC math in the past or like a teaching mm -hmm. textbook, something that is just a video base that the child can learn from. Use it as a tool. Don't just send your child off and be like, bye-bye. Especially kids with executive functioning challenges, they need as much support as they can to process and learn all the information. 
So use it as a tool, sit with your kid. If your kid needs help, Hey mom, come listen to this. I'm not understanding this lecture. If it's not the live class, uh, or, you know, so, or if it is a live class, you're their ally anyways, because you can get in real contact. If you do live classes, like I highly recommend parents, especially when your child struggles with executive functioning, get in a partnership with the teacher. If your child mm -hmm. is struggling, get a partnership with the teacher and utilize the teacher to teach the content, to introduce the content in a way that your child can receive it and process it. And then you support them with making sure assignments are laid out so that your child can take that content that they got from the teacher and execute it in the homework base or whatever assignments have been given. Um, so you're using it as a tool that works best for you and your child. Does, right. does that make sense? It does. You know, at Funder Funder, we quite often get parents who will email us and say, you know, my child just struggles to get their thoughts written down. And so mm -hmm. they will sometimes dictate to me and I'm writing it, but it's all their words. I just wanted to let you know and make sure you're okay with it. And we all immediately say, of course, we're okay with it. Yes. Um, you know, we totally understand that kids have different strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, we trust you to use our classes as best works for you. And no, we don't mind if you're reading them material or if you're helping them understand what we've said, you know, et cetera. Yes. And um, so it's, it's, as you say, and what's hard is though, if your child is taking an online class and you know they're having difficulties, if you don't tell the teacher. Yes. And then as a teacher, we don't know, you know, particularly yes. funder funders classes are asynchronous. You know, I don't even, I can't even see a kid and, and get any sense. So mm -hmm. when I'm seeing problems, I can't tell, is this child lazy? Yes. Do they just lack executive functions, uh, fun function, whatever the right term is here? BM2, yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or, you know, what, what is the problem here? Or do they just not understand? Yes. And, you know, we're just grading and, you know, we'll reach out to the child and sometimes they don't respond. And, and, you know, we do give the parents always access. They can be seeing the grades, et cetera. But, you know, we're waiting for the parent to reach out to us and tell us what yes. they need to know. Yes. Um, you know, we don't have time in all our classes to reach to every parent and say what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would really encourage parents, you know, I, I would be surprised if any online teacher isn't prepared to work with you. And if they if they aren't, there are plenty of us out there who are. So go choose someone different because I know so many of the online classes, whether they're live or asynchronous, Yes. We would all be very, very happy to, you know, figure out a plan that will work for you all. Absolutely. And, and to that point, I think, especially if a child's coming from a public school system, you've got these parents who also particularly with these children, mm -hmm. particularly our autistic kids and our kids with ADHD, the parents have been traumatized from mm -hmm. the experiences with the school. I mean, I'm in it daily. I hear it mm -hmm. every day. It's awful. And so they're afraid they, for so long, they've, given their children they, in their mind the education belongs to the teachers no you are in charge regardless right. of if you hand it if you outsource you're still the principal the ceo of your child's education and these homeschool classes most of them right you're gonna have people who are all about real education Right. Like, right. So in Funda mm -hmm. Funda, uh, even Kristen Moon, I know you've had Kristen Moon. You used yeah, she's Kristen. one of our teachers. She's one of your <laughs> teachers. teachers with us. Yeah. Kristen. Yeah. So like my daughter, it, my, one of my, my oldest daughter that will graduate next year, she's in chemistry with her right now. And Kristen and I have had a great dialogue to support the student to flourish because she has dyslexia and, you know, right. all the things. And having that relationship, always reach out for your child. 
Yeah. Always feel confident to reach out for your child, especially even in online classes. You definitely need to do right. that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when let's go on talking then about um, the age. Um, what mm-hmm. what age would you say is appropriate for online classes? So I am very cautious about blanket statements because I truly do believe everyone's situation is mm-hmm. different, and every mother was chosen to raise their own child and knows that child best. So. I tend to lean towards a little bit older, uh, particularly dependent upon the subject. I'm not a big fan of using online or digital based stuff to teach classes, to teach your child basics like phonics Mm -hmm. and reading because of the huge part involved with phonological and phonemic awareness and that dialogue and that back and forth. However, so meaning I'm not big on like ABC mouse and all those types of hooked on. I'm not saying that programs are bad. I think they're more supplemental. However, that's for my child. Okay. But I do know that the stimulation from those types of programs as your primary tool for reading can be a lot of distraction and a lot of visual stimulation and a lot of sensory overload for a child that they might not succeed as well. Because I hear of parents going from one program to the next program digitally to teach their child to read. And unfortunately, it's not always the best idea, especially if it's just a digital program. Um, So I tend to recommend a little bit older for those areas. However, there are some programs for math that are great even in the younger years. And it really just depends on your child. I say that, but if your child really is thriving with a curriculum, don't just stop because I say, let's Mm -hmm. not do reading through that. Um, I think especially as they get into, it's a blessing when they get into older grades and middle school. I mean, my middle schoolers like 99.9% independent as far as the content that she's getting, like doing her work independently. And then I just kind of follow up behind her to make sure she's, so she's taking a number of classes online and she's also using CTC because that's the math we found Mm -hmm. to be the best uh, for us. So there's a variety and it really depends on the child. All right. Let's talk a little bit then about asynchronous and synchronous. Mm -hmm. Which ones do they both work? I think kids. Yes. They both work for different kids. Like in my house, live is the best because I have lots of kids with dyslexia in in my home. Well, all of us, all of them have dyslexia. (laughs) I don't, but they all have some form of dyslexia, which is a language processing issue. It's not a visual processing. It's a language based issue. So for us, lots of dialogue, lots of interaction is hugely important, which is why that type of, um, Async, uh, sorry, synchronous or synchronous is live, right? That right, live yeah. live interaction is wonderful. I highly recommend it. However, some kids are struggling with anxiety mm-hmm. and to have anyone's eyes on them, especially if there's other students in the class is too much for their anxiety level. And when that anxiety level gets too high, we lose access to that prefrontal right. cortex, that thinking, that executive functioning, mm-hmm. that higher order thinking area of the brain. When that anxiety is that high, your child cannot, if they struggle with anxiety, they cannot learn. They cannot receive and process. So that's when flexible or um, mm-hmm. like uh, asynchronous classes, non-live classes can be wonderful. They can be re- rewatched over and over right. again. And that's why we do like CTC. So for math, we do use, um, to your point, that's right. Yeah. We use asynchronous. 
because it's so beneficial. Now, ours are all asynchronous. They they do have deadlines, so it helps them with the executive function. That's you great. Know, yeah. have to, we have deadlines. I like and that. We, and we grade it as well. So it also That's means wonderful. the parents get anything. But one of the other things that many of us do is that we actually let the students share some of the big projects with each other. So I use a thing wonderful. called Padlet, which is like a big pin board. Oh, and wonderful. So they will pin what they've done. So I may have asked them to create a digital poster about something you know or mm-hmm. a um a comic strip about the day in the life of the president and then they all yes. pin theirs and then they get to go and look at each other's and yes. then they they I'll get them to vote on it because it's really easy just tell them to like give a star on the actual one and I'll see who gets the most stars or sometimes I'll ask them to you know actually like submit to me as to and then the person who gets the most normally gets extra credit but sometimes I know who the students are who um who are neurodivergent and those students will often do really well and I think you know taken out of a live situation where no one is judging Mm. um, how they react or what they're doing or you know anything else and they can just you know almost hide behind the screen a little bit but at the same time put their work out there they will often be the ones who win because no one has any preconceived ideas about them because they don't know each other, you know, they're not meeting live or seeing anything else. Mm -hmm. And so um, even kids that I have who in my, because at our co-op that ends up being blended because I'll put them also in my online class, but they'll have an hour live with me and the rest will all be online. And I'll even there see the kids who are often very quiet in class and Mm -hmm. are much will blossom in the online situation. Even when these discussion groups, when they're just typing their discussions, yes. they'll sometimes like have lots more opinions than they have in the live scenario where, you know, if I call yes. on them, they'll kind of just look at me deer in the headlights. Yes. But online, they're chatting away. I mean, just even, you know, I, I've seen students when I've put them as team leaders, yes. um, really just take that job and run with it. And yes. it's, it's, it is interesting to see how... how I- how it can work really well. Oh, I just love this so much. It's so interesting. I just wrote an article about how to uh, teach non-speaking autistic children. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of times we use the term non-verbal, but that actually indicates lack of language. However, we do know in the autistic community and the AAC community, like um, AAC being augmentative alternative communication, when you give them a tool to communicate, and a lot of times it's even a keyboard, you would be shocked. What a great example, Meryl, for a parent who has a child mm-hmm. who is non-speaking, or maybe they sele- have selected mutism or challenges processing orally to do an asynchronous class like yours that allow them to use their voice by typing out their voice, you know, using that, that mm-hmm. platform to give them a voice that they would never have in a traditional environment. So what a blessing. I'm excited to, I want to add this mm. to even that <laughs> article. I do. It's it's important for people to understand because there's a lot of parents with non-speaking children or children that oh, stutter. Oh my word. It's huge. It's huge. Autism acceptance is coming up soon in, in April. So we're going to talk a lot about this, but there's so many parents that don't realize that if you give your child access to some sort of communication mm-hmm. device, a keyboard, a laptop, they can shine, shine, shine. So I'm so excited that you told me this. Which takes us into our final point. Let's talk about how online classes can provide some social time. Oh, absolutely. Online classes are wonderful. It's like that first step. 
It's like we teach kids how to read. Well, first we teach them the sounds of the letters, right? Well, that's what we need to do a lot of times in these social situations. Now, first of all, autistic children and kids with ADHD, they have social skills. They're just not neurotypical social skills. But if you put them together, they know how to socialize with one another, right? And, and sometimes it, there's difficulties, but they grow. So we can use, um, I highly recommend parents use online classes that are interest-based to create that interest-based connection. When we have a shared interest, there's already something to communicate about. Mm -hmm. And so we find, um, I, I love interest-based classes. Um, OutSchool has a ton of very mm -hmm. neurodivergent friendly classes based on themes. If it's Minecraft or uh, Miraculous, or it's a, it's a cartoon show that a lot of kids okay. like, or it's a, it's a cartoon show or, or drawing or sketching or digital art or clay or voice acting. Oh my word. Voice acting. Neuro, a lot of neurodivergent kids are really uh, creative types in different ways. Engineering, find shared interests. Mm -hmm. And use that online experience to start allowing them to engage and build confidence, just like you said, right? Just even in your class and use, you know, and even just a traditional online class for a subject area will lend itself in different ways to opportunities to take right. their next step socially to develop those relationships. Right. Yeah. Right. And you also just, um, you mentioned the idea of gaming, um, which oh, is not, yes. isn't a class I know, but just finish up. Let's just talk. Oh, about yes. That. I love, well, I love the idea. I think parents really need to be less afraid of their child's interests and allow them. And particularly uh, autistic kids are tend to be, we use a lot of negative language in our culture that is just so untrue and so damaging to these kids. Gaming is a wonderful way to develop relationships because you've got a lot of time, you've got these wonderful headsets you can get in. Um, I believe there's servers on Discord that can be safely mm -hmm. monitored. Okay. And even within certain platforms, certain educational platforms out there have uh, classes guided by adults that play with them. Okay, play games, but they have, they don't have to do eye contact because that's an intimate form of connection right. um, for autistic kids and a lot of even neurotypical kids or struggle with eye contact. So if you remove that one piece, you're almost scaffolding late relationship, you're scaffolding conversations, they're into something, they're partnering together, they're fighting against something on a game, they're developing friendships, and they're learning how to give and take and partnering in by in a game in a game world. So right. Really look at your child's interests instead of fighting them so much because someone told you it was the wrong thing, harness it. And, and video games can be a great way to boost your child's confidence and, and give them opportunities. How do you know they're not going to create some video game later and, you know, that's <laughs> their career, like, and put them in classes about designing video games. So we're homeschoolers. We can, there's classes everywhere about designing video games, animation, anything you want, arts, drawing, right? you know, anything. So, yeah. Right. Well, thank you again for coming. Those are like so many great ideas. And I would suggest that uh, you go and check out Lindsay's website because she has a lot on there and you can see she really is passionate about her subject and she knows a lot. So if you are <laughs> needing some help, this is where you need to go. Wander across there. And um, and I said, do go and listen to the other two episodes that she did with us um, a while ago because they are really helpful too. And I said, the links will be in the show notes, but it is episodes, what I said, 120. 
125 and 126. So you can also just go and look back like that. Well, Lindsay, um, it's taken a while to get you on again. <laughs> let's try to let's try to make this more annual and <laughs> I would love to yes because you you do have so much that relates to technology and um, homeschooling and you know just for all children I said again there's so much that you said today that actually related to all children yes but specifically in in the area of neurodivergency so thanks again and thank you all for listening in and uh, we will see you again, same time, same place, next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.